this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. So uh, all this stuff in Europe kind of uh, kind of kind of bad. Have you noticed this? Uh, I haven't. Something's going, going on. on. Huh. Yeah, when it gets chaotic in situations like this, mm-hmm. there are a lot of uh, hackers that take advantage of such situations. Shut up! Really? Yeah, yeah, they do, and hmm. they tend to uh, try to steal your home. Huh. Home title fraud, one of the fastest growing crimes in America, and many times it's not actually. Uh, attempted in america it's attempted overseas mm-hmm. but it, it affects your american home and things are not not positive uh, when that goes down That's because weird. your entire life gets turned upside down and you have to try to reverse this uh, crazy uh you know series of events and you're not going to want to deal with it uh go to hometitlelock.com stop it before it starts give it up by not taking it up at hometitlelock.com hometitlelock.com Protect your home, protect your equity, protect your retirement, protect your nest egg, protect it all. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. The radio show starts in just seconds. Twisted freak. The good news is, the good news is, the president is not retracting any of those crazy comments. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the press conference. I'm going to put this press conference in uh, into perspective here in just a second. And then he's put together a new budget. Yay! The tax collectors are here. We start there in 60 seconds. But I would like to talk to you about your money. Um, Inflation is out of control. And I think about this, honestly, almost all the time. Uh, Sebastian, I think his name is Hoffner. He wrote a book back in the 1930s. He was a German citizen and he was just trying to, it was really kind of a diary and a letter to the West going, hey, you don't know what's happening here. Let me take you from the beginning. 
And in it, he talks about how inflation, nobody knows what hyperinflation even is. And then he says, last week, we didn't know what it was. Now it's the only thing people are talking about. It happens that fast. If you don't understand what inflation is, what causes it, and how the Fed plays a role, I've called the uh, Tuttle Twins people and I've asked them, would you please just make this book free? This is the Tuttle Twins book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's based on the, uh, the scholarly book uh, that came out years ago uh, called The Creature from Jekyll Island. But this is made so kids can understand what it is. My daughter actually asks me to come up and read these books to her. Does she really? Yeah, she's nine years old. So think about trying, you, you want to get some of these principles across to a young kid. My daughter asks me to come read her books about like, federalism yeah i mean it's it's great (laughs) they really are really good and this is something every every household needs to understand so even if you don't understand inflation get it for free tuttle twins giving away this book about money and inflation free just pay for shipping tuttle twins books are excellent this one is crucial right now tuttle twins beck.com tuttle twins beck.com get your free copy of the tuttle twins and the creature from jekyll island tuttle twins beck.com Anyway, I called Taco Bell and asked them to give their cheesy gordita crunch away for free. Yeah. They did not. It did they not go as it. well as it did for you. Huh. That no. is that is incredible. Did you see the president's press conference yesterday? Mm. Oh, mm. it was. Mm. Here he is um, <laughs> talking about what a complex situation Russia is. Cut one, please. Well, what was the second part? <laughs> the diplomacy of this moment. Mm. No, I don't think it does. You know, uh, the... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is that we're in a situation where uh, okay. um, yeah. what yeah. complicates the situation at oh. the moment is the, mm-hmm. uh, the escalatory okay. efforts of Putin what? to uh, continue to engage in carnage, the kind of behavior that, uh, mm-hmm. that makes the whole world say, my God, what is this man doing? Yeah. That's mm. what complicates things a great That's deal. And, uh, what? Um, but I, I don't think it complicates it at all. Okay. All Wait, right. so, so it complicates, complicates it, but it but doesn't, that doesn't complicate really it. complicate it at mm. all. Yeah, his actions don't complicate things at all. Not no. at all. Mm. I wish people would stop saying that. Uh, here he is, uh, cut three. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big start. things that you <laughs> say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? <laughs> it sound like just in the last couple days. Uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like mm-hmm. you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. So yes, when they you did. said no, they you're all going occurred. to see when you're there, you were not intending. To I was see referring to with beating with and talking with. The uh, Ukrainian troops are in Poland. And when you said mm. a chemical weapon used no. by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. In kind has a world meaning. wants to know. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. You did tell them what the response would be. Yeah. You said in, in kind. kind. That's what the, that's what it means. It's not just a, a, a collection of words. They mean things. That's what words do. <laughs> I, uh, what? No, words are violent. And I want to know where 
in Poland are we seeing women, women and children standing front- up to tanks? <laughs> Where is that happening in Poland? No, he's dead. He was referring to here. Let me play. <sighs> let, please play cut two, please. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in uh-huh. that are the, the Ukrainian uh-huh. troops that are in Poland. Okay, mm, got it. Right. So stop. Oh, stop. Stop. Right. He was training the Ukrainian troops was he talking to that Ukraine? were in mm-hmm. Poland, right which is not something anyone knew until this press conference. Another <laughs> massive <laughs> gaffe. Well, they're walking it back. Mm-hmm. They're walking it back. No, well, they're, they're not walking it back. <laughs> they're not? They walk it back. He says something. Yeah. The media spends multiple days going through a cycle with the press office where they tell the mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. hey, we got to walk this back. Mm-hmm. Here's what we need to come out. They dutifully go along with it. And then when they ask the president about it, he says, I'm not walking anything back. Right. This, whenever this happened, this stuff happened with Trump, they complained about it constantly and said it was the most unprofessional thing you could possibly imagine. And it happens every day with Biden and no one cares. And it's kind of big things. Here he is. Cut four. Do you believe what you said that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did Mm. your words complicate matters? Well, yes. Three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact yeah. of the matter is, I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the it's actions the of this man—just, just brutality of it. Half the children in Ukraine. I just come from being with those families. Ah. And uh, and so, uh, but I want to make it clear: I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies okay. for it. Not, that's not okay, as President. Personal my, my personal feeling. Oh, okay. So it's just his personal feeling. Wait, when has that become an okay thing to do? When you're uh, well, president of the United States, you now, don't just blurt out your personal feelings. Almost all of your job is to not say your personal feelings and instead articulate policy change. Well, now, what do you mean almost all your job? That is your like your responsibility. <laughs> and when you're making a speech on foreign soil mm-hmm. about a foreign conflict that you keep saying you're more involved in than our official policy. Right. And then you make statements about uh, what could be. I mean, certainly everyone in the world remembers previous wars where we've had regime change as our goal. You come out here and you say Libya. you can't they cannot stay in power. Egypt. Hmm. Iraq. Yeah. There's a lot of examples. <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. Other than that. Other, other than, than that. that like, we have to go way back. Like your the job of the president would be a lot easier if you could just yeah. blurt out whatever you wanted, sure. whatever you wanted with no consequences. Sure. You know who you know who does hear you? Uh, when you say things like that, the guy that has 6,000 no, nuclear weapons no, hears you. No, 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 no. Listen, let's get some perspective from from Don Lemon, who's strangely oh, still on the air. Listen to this. The president is saying exactly what most of the world feels about Vladimir Putin. So what? Now, he did not Shh. in that speech say Quiet. that Vladimir Quiet. Putin should be removed or we're going to take him out of power. He said this man should not remain in power. What person in their right mind thinks that someone who bombs innocent people, children, a country that is un- mm-hmm. an unprovoked war right. should remain in power. Right. Now, this is not if how he the president said the other does. side of that, so I think that this, we should do something to take him out of office, that would be a different thing. General Hurt- Hurtling on our air that mm-hmm. evening mm-hmm. said the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Quite honestly, I think this, this is a media manufactured 
story. See, okay. And the media, so it's stop. The me- this is the media just saying this is a big deal that Russia isn't taking that in this way. They're just expressing their feelings. Uh, let me give you this from the Kremlin. Uh, retaliatory visa measures are being developed in Russia for citizens from unfriendly nations, according to Sergei Lavrov, who said on March 28th, as a, another top Kremlin official said, U.S. President Joe Biden's recent comments are cause for concern. During his public comments, Lavrov did uh, did not provide details about the countries that would be targeted Although he did single out the United States and its allies. Uh, additionally, a draft, uh, a draft presidential decree is currently being developed on retaliatory visa measures in connection with the unfriendly actions of a number of foreign states. Um, this act will introduce a number of restrictions on entry to the territory of Russia. Some member, uh, some measures are being developed to respond to the unfriendly actions by the United States and its sal- uh, satellites. It comes as the Kremlin issued more statements following Biden's speech last week in Poland, where he said this man cannot stay in power. These statements are certainly causing us grave concern, said the Kremlin spokesperson. We continue to closely monitor the statements of the U.S. president. We carefully note them and will continue to do so. Now, I'm not sure if anybody at CNN or anyone in the White House know, but when you talk to your intelligence uh, people, they will come in with a briefing and you're going up against war or you're going into a meeting and you'll have all of the experts on, let's say, that president that you don't know for sure. They're experts because they've listened to every word. They have looked at every action and they say, this is what he's thinking. This is what he may mean. This is what you have to worry about. This is who the guy is. So when the president of the United States speaks here, there's a group of people all around the world that are not on our side that look and evaluate everything he's saying. So when, you know, Putin goes, so is this like old lady actually threatening me? Mr. President, we don't know for sure, but he was talking about possibly the troops going into Ukraine, we're not sure what that meant. He's now talking about what could be perceived as regime change. He also admitted that they were training Ukrainian troops. Yeah, I would say that he's on a different wavelength. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, like, we think of the things that Vladimir Putin has said that we keep quoting. Like, you know, the, the, the war will be with ones and zeros. Right. That's not an official statement of policy, but we take it damn seriously. And when he said we must reconstitute the Soviet Union, it was the the fall was the greatest uh, tragedy of history in the past century. We take that seriously and look at that as his motivation. They're doing the same thing over there with every one of these gaffes. This guy is going to gaff us into World War Three. He is literally in the middle but of I, gaffing us into getting nuked. I really don't think that these are gaffes. I well, really think. No, no, no. Listen, yeah. what he just said, what he just said. No, that was my personal feeling. OK, well, personal feelings become policies. 
Yeah, when you are the commander in, in chief. chief of the military. Yes. Right. So when he says things like, I mean, it's only reasonable. This may not be what he's doing, but it is only reasonable if you are assessing someone. You look at what they say. Look at what they do. Look at the sanctions that we've just put on. They are unlike any other sanctions ever. Ever. Then he says, we're in a long war. People should brace for years of war. Okay. What does that mean? Then he says all of these things out loud. I these were I was just thinking, no, you read it wrong. Well, there's going to be a lot of people that read it long uh, wrong, and they might have nuclear weapons. Now, can you imagine if, if we had Look at this. Vladimir Putin comes out and says, hey, you know what? What? Look, this this Joe Biden guy cannot stay in power. Can you imagine what a serious moment that would be? be we found like four Facebook ads that say they wanted to screw with our elections. And it was an international incident that lasted no. multiple years in an impeachment. Exactly right. And look at what Putin said in response to this speech. Putin came out yesterday and started talking about how the United States is trying to erase all history and culture, Russian culture, from the West. Okay, well, that, can you imagine, reverse this situation, imagine if that was happening to us, and our president said, they're trying to erase us from history, all of our accomplishments, all of our cultural uh you know, we're getting rid of Gershwin. We're getting rid of, you know, Uncle Tom's cabin. We're getting rid of all of American culture. I don't know. I would think the people would rally around that president who said, we got to fight this because they're erasing us. Of course we would. That's what we just handed him. Oh, and by the way, they're also trying to take me out. There's a coup against me. I'm not worried about that. I'm just staying focused on what we have to do because I'm here for the America that has changed the world. You think you think the people are going to support which one? Which one? Tell me which one. They're going to support the president against the enemy that is saying crap like we're saying. And I'm telling you, the president has feelings and his feelings he doesn't understand the difference between his inside voice and his outside voice but your inside voice is really important if you're president but if you express that on your outside voice it's very logical to assume that your inside voice is what you're telling others inside of secret rooms with secret meetings back in just a second American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, you got a choice to make. Either you can work to get your financial house in order, or you can roll the dice on things not getting too bad in the near future. I'm sure you've guessed already. I suggest you do the first one. It is not as complicated as you might think. Do this for me, please. Take 10 minutes out of your day today and give American Financing a call. 10 minutes. And you could be well on your way towards a level of financial freedom that you've never had before. They're America's home for home loans at AmericanFinancing.net. They will help you with a home loan. You could end up saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand. 
They're in it for you, not the bank. If you get a, consul, uh, a, a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi, you could up, end up saving hundreds, if not $1,000 every single month. You could skip up to two mortgage payments, close in as little as 10 days, 10 minutes. American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, did you hear that um, Roman Abram, uh, what was his name, Abramovich, the guy who owns the Chelsea, Chelsea Club? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, one of the guys who's, you know, negotiating for peace and might've been poisoned, (laughs) might've been poisoned. Uh, we don't know if this is true. This is wall street journal, New York times. Everybody's reporting this. I I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, they couldn't get a sample from him fast enough, so they can't find out if he really was poisoned. Uh, but he attended the peace talks in Turkey um, he, he was in the peace talks. He came out, he and the guy on his staff were very, very sick Their I think their hands peeled, um, their parts of their faces peeled. It was not, not good, not good. Um, this, this, there were people reporting this to the same people that have reported other poisonings as well. And they seem to believe that this was not an attempt to kill them, but an attempt to scare them. Yeah, it, 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 he's, yeah. he is an oligarch that is no longer in Russia, and he has been outspoken um, against the war. And he's trying to be a go-between with Russia and Ukraine. And the idea is, I can get you anywhere, anywhere. Be careful on what you're doing. Uh, I would I would think that would, you know, send a very strong message uh, there because he's done it before. But is this true? I don't know. I don't know, because I don't know. I, I, I'm not convinced that uh, that our press is telling us the truth. I mean, how long did it take them to talk about Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden? And are they really even telling you the truth now? Are they even making this about how the president is compromised? Or is this just about his drug use and his sex? Which which is it? I, I don't know if you can trust our mainstream media at all on this. I'd like to, but I'd be an idiot to do it. So I don't know what the truth is on this. But I do know the truth. On the president's new budget. We'll go over that in just um, a second. Stand by. Also, there is a podcast that I really want you to hear. It's not a Blaze podcast. It's honestly by Barry Weiss. She has David Sachs on. And if you have any questions about the Great Reset, you have any questions about cancel culture, you have any questions at all of how your finances are going to be controlled, David Sachs is is a high-tech guy i mean he helped start all this stuff and he realized we've created a monster he explains how the cancel culture and what is coming with your finances and everything else it's all the details of the great reset without calling it the great reset it's barry weiss honestly program if you've got a dog i'm betting he or she means the world to you 
dogs are funny like that. They're part of the family. Cats are members of the family, too. Kind of like that creepy uncle that nobody likes to invite to family gatherings. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what a cat is. You just look at them, you're like, okay, I'm afraid of the Anyway, back to your dog. If you want a healthier, happier life for your dog, you should check out Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food. It gives all of the nutrients that your dog needs, which get cooked out of kibble food when it's being made. So you just put whatever the kibble food down, and uh, and then you add a scoopful, at least for my dog. He's big. Just one little scoopful of um, probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, mega oils. Those are some of the things that your dog has to have, and they're all in Rough Greens. Scoop of that goes a long way for your dog. Rough Greens so confident that your dog is, you're going to see real results. They want to give you the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping just to make sure your dog likes it. If they do, order the next bag. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. You can save 10 bucks with the promo code Glenn. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Now, if you're thinking, how am I going to make ends meet? How, what? The cupboards are almost bare. How do I cut my spending? I want you to know that the government is there to help. Uh, Joe Biden has just pitched uh, a $5.8 trillion budget. And uh, included in it is the largest tax hike in history. So he's there for you. He's there for you. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it'd be part of, part of a new tax code. Uh, it raises the rates on corporations and ultra wealthy Americans. And I'm glad because I can't tell you how many jobs I've had from poor corporations oh, yeah. and poor Americans. I, I met this guy who had just come here from America. He was standing out front of uh, Home Depot with a sign. And uh, I started talking to him and he offered me a job. I got a job. It was well-paying, had mm-hmm. really good benefits. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was really good. That's how most uh, big tech companies start. Sure. From the Home Depot parking lot. Yeah. On the back of a truck. Yes. That's how the iPhone they're started. Like, they're like, you yeah. just, this is what you do. On Saturday, you get a truck and you drive up and you say, who can offer me a job? And then they all get in the back of your truck and you bring them someplace and then you, you know, you haggle. Two weeks later, you have Johnson and Johnson. That's how <laughs> it that happens. Is. It's uh, amazing. Okay, so the uh, president laid out the tax hikes as part of his $5.8 trillion blueprint for federal, uh, for federal spending in 2023, which begins in October. Uh, the higher taxes will be borne mostly by Wall Street and the top sliver of u.s households i mean right the always Democrat, the way it happens right the mm-hmm. democrats hate wall street and giant corporations they just hate them you know oh why it's weird though how they're all lining up to do the white house's bidding but we're gonna get them this time so he said uh we're reducing the trump deficits and returning our fiscal house to order (laughs) this budget is making prudent investment and economic growth a more equitable economy while making sure corporations and the very wealthy pay their fair share amen 
to that. Mm. So uh, let's see. He's got a five point six trillion dollar budget, but his billionaire millionaire a uh, bill, uh, billionaire minimum income tax will uh, raise three hundred and sixty one billion dollars in revenue over ten years. Over ten years, three hundred and sixty one billion, which is only a third of one trillion dollars. We're spending five point six in one year. 361 billion, one third of a trillion, which is one fifth and a half of what he's spending in one year. That that's raised over 10 years. So it's it, I, I understand the math. Come on. Did you not get Common Core math? Uh, the wealthiest Americans will be required to pay a tax of at least 20 percent. And uh, that'll be from the combination of wage income and whatever they made in unrealized gains. So it's really great because they these people have soaring assets. You know, the value of their assets are just going crazy. Now, yours aren't. I mean, if you own a home and you bought it 30 years ago, I'm sure it's exactly the same price as it was. Now, imagine at the end of every year. And they come to you and go, hey, your house is worth $50,000 more. So we need five grand for you uh, because, you know, your house is just going up and up and up and up and it'll never go down. So you could cough that up. What happens if your house went up, you know, $100,000? Wouldn't it be great if they said, hey, you owe us 10 grand this year. Who knows what you'll make, what you'll owe next year? Because everybody has that 10 grand laying around the house. You know, you're all everybody's like, oh, my house could go up and I'm not going to sell it. But I should pay the federal government for what it increased. Now, there's no there's there's no tax refund when your house starts to go down. But don't worry about that. This is only for the rich, the very rich. Uh, by the way, he also, uh, because he is definitely for the police, definitely mm. for the police. Um, that one has definitely been run through the focus groups. You can tell that any opportunity he has now to say, I don't want to defund the police. What are you talking about? He now says it. They've run from that position as quickly as, as they should. He should have never been there in the first well, place. Well, they said that he never said that. And then when you read the article, you realize, yes, he did. You just have a different interpretation. You keep using that word. I do not <laughs> think you know what it, what you, I don't think it means what you think it means. Um, so you, you've got that going. And now there's nothing better than getting the federal government to mainline our Police, you know, having the local police just hooked on federal money. Mm. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, and uh, they've expanded the discretionary spending, which would increase the resources for federal prosecutors. Love those guys and give additional resources to state and local enforcement to put more police on the beat. Now, some would say. I don't really want to be addicted to the federal spending when it comes to the police, because when the federal government says the police should do something, you know, the towns that aren't really paying for them now would go, we got to do it. Otherwise, they'll pull all the funding and we don't have the money to keep our police. But don't worry, that's never gonna happen. Never.
By the way, in there, too, is kind of some weird wording about, uh, well, it's a placeholder for his Build Back Better agenda. Uh, you know, just like, hey, we're also have this one, but I haven't had time to work it out. So just put this placeholder in the budget, which is great. Yeah. Hi, Pat. Hi, Pat Clay. Gray. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed just joined us. Yeah. Running a little late because of overtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. So That's, morning, the games every morning are close. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so do you, how much do you love this? Uh, the new budget? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It was, See, I would think you wouldn't like it because really? there's a lot of spending. There's tax increases yeah. all throughout it. I know. Just the largest in American history, though. But you're, you bad. like it. Oh, I love it. Love it. Oh, that's good to hear. Because it's going to lower the the deficit. Really? Well, Did you not know that? Oh yeah. Like, we're no, spending no, no. $6 trillion to lower the deficit. The deficit. Uh, Let's uh-huh. make sure we understand the deficit. Definition of the deficit versus the definition of the debt. Yeah, the de- the deficit is the is the debt you run up every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the budget shortfalls the every year. Budget shortfall. So what we don't have every year, we're reducing that. But he's the first one, and I like this. We're going to be. I'm the first president in history to lower the deficit by over a trillion dollars in yeah. one year. Yeah, that's because we never had a deficit that large before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it also it, it's not declining because of anything that Biden did, but because the five trillion dollars in COVID nineteen relief funds. Yeah. Have already been dispersed. So right. there's no more so to go. So ridiculous. Five trillion dollars. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to lower that by a trillion. I it's, don't know. <laughs> wait, last year it was like two point five trillion. You couldn't you couldn't lower it by two point five trillion because that was all free money for an <laughs> yeah. emergency. Yeah, there's yeah. They're, they're picking up the covid spending with most most of it. They're just picking up with other spending that will go on forever. Yeah. Right. New programs and, and new things like that. You know, when we when when Barack Obama ran for office, the budget was three trillion dollars mm-hmm. and it went up uh, through the Obama era. Three point five, three point seven, three point nine. Trump take it four trillion, four point one, four point four, four point eight. And then Biden four point eight. And then now five point six. He wants. So if we've gone. We've doubled the doubled from 2008 mm-hmm. basically but, our spending but, 2008 but, but wait wait a minute but look <laughs> at how great things have gone that, oh, that's true okay you i know, mean they've gone from three trillion true. to yeah. six trillion mm-hmm. and with those three trillion extra dollars things are per- much better like oh, do you remember the days when people used to have to say hey we need more money to fix our infrastructure it's fixed now isn't it oh, oh, yeah. those Damn roads straight. and bridges are great and how about the beautiful airports we oh now have? the beautiful oh, yeah. to rival airports. china and yes Europe. Yes. yeah the beautiful beautiful airports oh. everyone has health care that they're thrilled thrilled with, with. Thrilled. You know? nobody's Everybody, unhappy with their health nobody's turned away for anything no, no foreign conflicts no, for i'll tell you that much no, right. for, we don't have to worry about that. No, we no, got that under all, control. Under control now. <laughs> we are on and inflation track. completely under control now. Oh yeah, that's the beauty of. Can I ask you this. a question? Why do we still listen to these people? I don't Why, know. How is it that there are so many Americans? I don't care what side you're on. So many Americans who have listened to this now mm-hmm. forever. 
and are like, yeah, yeah, well, at this, t- this time they're going to fix it. If I just elect them <laughs> this time and we spend this amount of money this time, we won't have to spend this amount of money later. Mm-hmm. We'll fix it this mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I've heard that my whole life, and it's been a crisis since 2000. I can't take it anymore because it's all lies. That's why they go for the youth, because the youth is like, oh, I never heard that. Wow, that would be great. And then by the time you're 40, you're like, I can't I can't take them. I please somebody wake me up from this. night. Is Will Smith here? Will he just slap me across the face? What is happening? I I. I get frustrated with that, too. But then I realize I see the polls and I realize there's not that many, not as many as we think that, that are, are buying, buying this. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not buying what he's selling. They're seeing through this. Yeah, they are. They're realizing uh. that it's not Putin's <laughs> fault for the inflation because it's been going on since he took office. It's not Putin's fault for the gas prices because they went up 48 percent year to year before the invasion. Uh, and they're they're starting to realize that he's a lion's sack. Yeah, and and look, there is a a partisan floor with these polls. That is what let's say thirty percent. I mean, to be aggressive, you really mm-hmm. can't go lower than that. I mean, even Richard Nixon, he's getting thrown out of office. He's at thirty percent. I mean, he still had a sixty right. or seventy percent approval rating among Republicans when he was thrown out of office. That's crazy. I, you know, there's just a partisan, mm-hmm. and I think it's much worse than that era. A partisan tilt to these polls that. You know, his floor is probably low 30s yeah. at the at the worst. 30 so to 35. He's already maybe. in the, the high 30s and he's falling and he's behind every other president at this point in his administration. The only one he's close to is Trump, which, which of course is sort of a different situation. He came into office already, you know, in a very conflicted place with the american people he was mm-hmm. never popular he, he didn't get that honeymoon that most presidents mm-hmm. get he started in the mid 40s well and he went didn't have a there. chance with the media yeah. and, right i mean that started from were. day one with trump and we know mm-hmm. he's kind of a different uh different president certainly so but every other president in in american history that we have polling on biden is doing worse then and you know they call donald trump like the worst president in history and he's right there with donald trump can i tell you why that's happening though sincerely it's because the people have become so divisive that they just don't want a uniter like Joe Biden. Is that what, <laughs> is it, that is? what it is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, that and Donald Trump. <laughs> Wait, why is Donald Trump brought up? Uh, well, and don't Trump. forget Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Vladimir yeah, Putin. What he he's Donald Trump yeah. and a little bit yeah. of Rutherford B. Uh, Hayes. <laughs> Uh, I think just a little and bit. Damn, Rutherbeed Hayes. I Rutherbeed. I ran it all together. Yeah, and didn't really. and it's, wow. Uh, we're still feeling the effects <laughs> of that administration. Usually when there's a, a big <laughs> foreign conflict like with Putin, mm-hmm. you have a bump in your approval yeah, rating because yeah. people are like, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to side with the president. Yeah. I'm going to right. jump in there. Mm-hmm. And it seems now he's doing such a bad job that that's not even happening. He's still falling. Echoes of uh, Ulysses S. Grant and his administration. Yeah, and right. Echoes of that. Why, right. You know, why, why, amen. Why somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> he was a Republican. <laughs> yep. What, do you expect to recover from that right away? No way. Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. If you uh, 
If you ever want a window and why the conservatives, especially the religious among us, respect the men and women in uniform who protect this country every day, that's where you should start. Since 9-11, Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enables severely injured heroes to live independent lives. And now through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. I just want you to go to T, the number two, T.org. That's the Tunnel to Towers uh, website. Just see the things that they do. See the difference that they make. See the debt that has been repaid. Donate $11 a month at T2T and be part of the solution. Donate again, if you can, $11 a month. T, the number two, T.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let me just do some math here on this new budget uh, and tax increase. Remember, it's not going to affect you, the little people. It's just going to afford the they're just going to affect the corporations. Um, We've gone from in this bill, a 21 percent income tax or I mean, corporate tax to a 28 or 29 percent corporate income tax. So let's just say that's seven percent more that the company has to shell out. So they have 7% less plus their cost of doing business on just uh, the inflation rate of the raw materials might be up 20%. So that's 27% that they didn't expect. Do you think they're going to have enough money over left over to give you a raise because you'll be paying 7 to 27% more for all of the products that they're making. Won't that be great? No, this is going to be healthy. Oh, oh, you know what? Let's let's add really high interest rates to that too so nobody can afford their credit card or their loans. Wouldn't that be great? You'll own nothing and like it. You know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Glenn, you seem so light, so fresh, so darn confident, right? That's what I was thinking. I was just thinking that at that moment. So you know what the secret is? What is it? Come on, you know what the secret is. What is the secret? I'm blocking sweat right now with sweat block. Sweat block. Wow. Uh, Sweat block is for people like me that um, sweat an awful lot. That's why the studio is like 64 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I sweat a lot, especially under pressure. So when I'm out on the court, you know, and I'm I'm playing <laughs> mm. smash ball, smash ball, uh, huh? it is it's crazy. So but because I'm so active, that's why I use sweat block keeps you confident. And if you really have a problem like Jeffy, may I suggest the sweat block wipes? Mm. They're so powerful. You use them once a week and they wow. cover you for seven days and like you're not 
you're not sweating. You're just not sweating. Uh, it's sweatblock.com. Try it. It's the, the best uh, deodorant and antiperspirant stick I've ever used. It is sweatblock. Get 20% off now. Sweatblock.com. Promo code BECK. You can also find it on Amazon. Welcome to the program. So, you know, one of, one of the biggest problems I think we have in America is the fact that our churches are asleep at the wheel. Uh, and, Grandpa, wake up. The car is going into the ditch soon. And they are dead asleep. And many of the pastors are afraid of offending anybody. And then, of course, how are you going to meet your bills? I don't know. Trust in God. Trust in God. The reason why we became a free people was because our pulpits were on fire, not for candidates, but for truth. The truth of the importance of individual liberty, of freedom, of all of the things that are that we hold self-evident or used to. The reason why we thought they were self-evident at the time was because for two or three decades, we had heard it preached from the pulpits. So, what's gonna happen with our churches? Well, there's an awakening that is going on, thank goodness. I'm gonna introduce you to that concept of maybe Christians put their, their action where they say their heart is in 60 seconds. So, let's say that you wanna sell your house. Sounds, sounds simple. And if it does, I guess you've never done it before. Let me assure you literally nothing about it except cashing the check is fun. Same with buying a house, especially right now. If you don't have the right real estate agent who is absolutely on his or her game, you could easily be in for a very bad time. I have bought and sold houses because I'm in radio. I have more experience than everyone in my neighborhood in buying and selling homes because it's like radio is like uh, working in the circus, you know? Uh, years ago, I gave up on trying to find a great real estate agent because I didn't even know what you're looking for. Here's what you're looking for. Somebody with a great track record, somebody who outsells everybody else in that area, somebody who has a Rolodex with everybody that you might need and somebody now with a very well-trafficked website. So people, qualified buyers, will see your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that I started that will help you find those people. Just 
tell us buying selling where you're at and we will send you the best real estate agent in our opinion in that area real estate agents i trust.com a free service to you real estate agents i trust.com we have uh dr byron fox he is the president and founder of bible truth music and evangelist he is actually here uh, at Mercury One, just across the uh, uh, the brickyard here in the old Paramount lot, uh, for Faith Wins. Faith Wins, if you haven't heard, buckle up, because this is game-changing. He happens to be from Virginia. Yes. And what happened in Virginia with the election has a lot to do with what you're what we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes doctor welcome well thank you for letting me be here you bet yes sir. so um first of all let me just let me just ask a couple of things because i want to make sure um that we're on the same page i don't ever want my church telling me who to vote for and we would never ever do that i'd violate my conscience to do that for you right okay. i wouldn't do that yeah no. right i mean mm-hmm. it's all about freedom but it is absolutely but our churches are emptying out because there's there's nothing of value there many times because all of the preachers are afraid to connect the scriptures with what's going on in the world so how do i how do you bridge that without going into politics well god is looking for some wide awake christians you're Mm -hmm. right about this awakening and in virginia there was something of an awakening and so many of these issues that are being politicized are not just political issues, they are Bible issues. The life issue has been politicized, but it is not just a, a political issue. It is a Bible issue. So that is the, that is the issue with people who have a, world, a, a biblical worldview. Yes. If you, our founders had a biblical worldview. Yes, they did. That gives you a basis to go off of. Right. Ex- explain what a biblical worldview is, because I think it's like 11% of Americans have a biblical worldview now? It's a small number. Yeah. Uh, truth has fallen in the streets. You find that in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, by the truth. And, you know, every morning I get up and read about two hours of the Bible. That's where I'm finding truth. You can't mm-hmm. find it uh, on most media outlets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, and I go we're to the looking Bible, for, honestly, for the truth. When we're looking for the truth, yes. there are many times. We just did a very important show just last Wednesday, and uh, we got together. We read the Bible. Our writer yeah. opened up the Bible to start reading before and after. We want to make sure that we are led by the Spirit to be able to discern truth. Right. Yeah, because there's a lot of counterfeit out there. Yeah. So I want to get back to the Bible in a a Bible worldview where preachers actually preach the Bible. And I would contend if there's no freedom in the pulpit to preach all of the Bible, then there's no freedom in America of of, of, um, free speech. Yeah. Well, this is something that our founders, I mean, every single concept in our Declaration of Independence and in our Constitution 90% of it came right from the scriptures. Yes, and people don't realize that, but it absolutely does. Because people are so ignorant of the Bible these days, they don't even recognize how much Bible is in these founding documents. So, But people will say, oh, the Bible, you can read it a million different ways, and I don't want to go to church because honestly, honestly, a lot of times, worthless. 
Actually, that's true. I hate to say that. Pulpits have failed American churches. Right. We do need to get back to preaching the truth of the Bible. So how hard is it to do that now? To preach the truth? Yeah. It takes courage. But, oh, I'll tell you, there's people looking for the truth. They're tired of all the lies, all the prevarication, all the mendacity, all the fraud. I'm personally exhausted with it. Yeah. I want the truth. And I'm seeing a big hunger in millennials and every age group. Oh, yeah. Wanting to know the truth. Yeah, especially millennials. Oh, yeah. They, they can smell a fraud a million miles away. Yes. So um, so tell me what Faith Wins does and what happened in Virginia. Okay. In October of 2019, I brought Chad Conley, the director, the founder of Faith Winds, there to Virginia to meet with a little group of preachers, my friends. And so he came that day, gave a little presentation, and it was eye-opening to me when I learned that there were 82 million evangelical Christians in America, but only 40 million were registered to vote. And I mentioned this little comment to you. A need seen is an assignment given. Well, that day, I believe God called me to duty to add something else to my plate of doing something to make something happen in Virginia and all of America to get Christians engaged in the public square, including voting. I would never tell anybody how to vote. I would tell them they ought to vote in accordance with the Bible. You yes, know. of course. Uh, I'm a preacher. What do you expect? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Right. But I would never tell them which candidate to vote for. And I try to in, you know, involve myself with both sides of the aisle as much as they'll let me to stand up for Jesus. And God has called me to stand. I haven't been called to win, but I am to stand and try to raise the level of righteousness. And so last year, it was a big election year in Virginia, and at least some of God's people got involved. A and lot. I say some. Well, we could do a lot more. Oh, yeah. But it did make the difference. It did. Yeah. I mean, nobody is talking about this. Nobody in the press. Do you have any of the stats of how many people turned out and, and voted that Probably wouldn't have. Well, uh, I've got otherwise. one gigantic stat. Okay. In Virginia alone, we registered 77,000 church members. That's a fact. And across the nation, we registered 1 million. Our little group, Faith Wins, registered 1 million church members. I had preachers calling me stunned. I registered 400 of my people today. I would say, you need to vote. Everybody say amen. But they weren't even registered to vote. Right. And even those registered to vote... I can't remember what the stat is, but it's a low number that actually who are registered oh, yeah. to vote actually do go and vote. Correct. Yeah. So just a few people can make a difference. It, in some cities, one megachurch, if everyone. That's true. One megachurch, if yes. they got everyone to vote. That's absolutely true. Would sway the election. So I've been to some of the megachurches and asked the preachers themselves. Have you had voter registration here? Well, no, no, we don't do that. We don't mix politics and church. That's not politics. Uh, well, Patrick Henry didn't believe it that way. <laughs> exactly Praise right. God. Yeah. You know, his favorite speaker was Samuel Davies, that Presbyterian preacher. <laughs> and he learned a lot of his oratory skills from him. But yeah, look, God ordained three institutions, the home, the church, and the government. So it is inconceivable that God would not want me to be involved in government. He ordained government. So, yes, I must be involved in the public square, including voting and in government. Right. But that does not, because if if my church would ever become for one party or another, oh, yeah. I would have a real problem. with. I don't want to go to a church. You know, a lot of these um, um, black Baptist churches, mm. they, they are 100 percent 
Democrat and they just say it out on the pulpit. And, you know, that's what they're all about. God bless you if that's what you want to do. But that's not a church I want to go to, even if it's 100 percent on my side. I don't want that. What I want is a preacher that will connect the dots from what's happening in this scripture to, oh, look, that's what's happening right here. Oh, yeah. How do they tie together? What are we supposed to learn? We're not supposed to learn the dates and the names and and the places of everything over the point of the story. Right. The truth. Yes. The truth. That's what we're looking for. All right. So how can people get involved uh, and and get their churches? If you're a pastor, how do you get involved? Well, we want them to go to our website is the first thing to do. Faithwins.us. Us. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. All of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of God's people. Faithwins.us. And there's action steps you can take right there. You know, sign up to get involved and we'll work right with you, teaching you how to have voter registration at your church and so forth. There's only about... 20%, 20%, I think the number is about 20% of churches have a biblical worldview. Is that not astonishing? Uh, yeah. 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 Really astonishing. That, I mean, unless uh, you go to California where it's poetry readings. It's yeah. weird, but uh, yeah, it, so it's about 20%. But if we just got the, the churches uh-huh. that were biblical worldview, yes. I mean, to me... The biggest thing that uh, God cares about is the individual, never the collective, the individual. And any time someone is trying to take away an individual's right, um, you know, on things that are are not out of the biblical worldview, Uh like killing. Any time that is a sign you're on the wrong side. Do I? Do I read that right? Well, we don't want a bunch of stooges that we just tell them everything to do and, right. and micromanage. But yes, soul liberty. That's the old timer's way of saying it. Personal freedom. And what changed my life was when I learned that Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for the whole world. But I learned he died for me. Right. Byron Fox. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Go to uh, faithwins.us. Faithwins.us. Uh, uh, look, look it up on what they're doing it. And I'm glad it's not in the, in the, uh, uh, papers and in the press, quite honestly, uh, because then everybody starts to attack. Um, and I've known this since the Virginia, uh, vote on what was happening with the churches in Virginia. And you guys made all the, literally, you made all the difference. Praise God. Yeah. So please, if you're a pastor, a priest, a rabbi, whoever, get involved in faithwins.us. Thank you, doctor. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. You got it. All right. Let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. These days, trying to keep track of every time some piece of your personal information goes out somewhere on the internet It's impossible. You can't do it. Basically, you need somebody to watch over. Well, that's great. But who? You want somebody who is the best in the business, has been doing it for a long time, uh, and that is LifeLock. LifeLock has been joined by Norton. They're the best on virus security. So you want the best now, somebody who is all over identity theft as well. 
These two companies together are the best in the business. And now you can save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code back, save 25%. Lifelock.com, 10 seconds, station ID. Alrighty then. Yeah, you have to keep. You may need to go back to faithwinds.us. Seems to be uh, a little overwhelmed at the moment, but uh, check back with it. Good. It's good that people are going there. I'm telling you, we are not powerless. You know, there was a there was a race in Oklahoma. I can't remember the name of the town. It was a race for school board president. I think. He was running against the incumbent. One guy, he was like, I've had enough of this. Running against the incumbent. Um, uh, he, on the election day, he didn't vote. He didn't go out and vote for himself. Mm. All right. Um, and I know you're thinking, oh, and then he lost by one. No. No one voted. No one voted. At all? No one voted. So zero, zero? <laughs> Zero, zero, zero. (laughs) That's how close, especially when you come to local things, it is so close. It can be within tens of of, uh, ballots. Our churches need to wake up. Our churches are the reason why our founders did what they did. They all grew up listening to great preachers talking about liberty Talking about the 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 king, the tyrant of uh, of England, and how that related to your personal liberty. That's why we couldn't print our own Bibles here. We had to use the King James version because the king wouldn't let us uh, have any kind of commentary on the sidebars that tied it into what a king or a tyrant really looks like. That's what our preachers did. That's what our preachers should be doing now. What does liberty mean? What does liberty look like in the real sense? We're in the biggest fight for our lives. Where are they? Where are they? Man, I would hate to be a preacher right now because I know the pressure you're probably under for, you know, making sure that people are paying their tithing and you can keep these big. It would be better off for you eternally. If you left that and you just started preaching under a tree, there's a guy I know here in Dallas lost his lost his gig because he wouldn't he wouldn't shut up. He would not shut up. So he lost his gig. He doesn't have a church, but I guarantee you he has a big following, a big following because people are starving for it. That's the way you actually do God's will. I'll say too that's I think the message we just heard here is is really important and you know regardless of how you feel about the 2020 election which I know is highly contentious the message of that election cannot be well every election is going to get stolen so don't bother and that you know that's kind of what we saw in Georgia you know mm-hmm. you talk about the the multi trillion dollar budgets we're talking about right now if you don't lose both of those elections in Georgia in uh, January yep this this is no longer the case. All the stuff that's happened over the past uh, couple of years, much of it at least, could have been blocked 
except for the fact you had people like Lynn Wood running around Georgia telling people not to vote because right. the election had been stolen. Right. Now, whether, no matter how you feel about the election, you know, look, if every election is going to get stolen, the country's shot, you know, and we're toast. Okay. So we have to get to a point where obviously you take steps to do what you can to make sure the elections are, 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 are as, uh, as safe and, 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 and true to the real results as possible. But you also have to get out and vote. You can't just say, well, well throw your hands up and say, well, you know, this is never going to work anyway, because that makes everything easy for you the know, left. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you the stats. I'm going to look up all the stats. You will not believe when I say one church, a mega church. One mega church can change an election. One. One. It is phenomenal how few people actually vote. We all have to vote. We have a responsibility to freedom. I mean, gosh, people died on beaches in Omaha. Not Nebraska, but on Omaha Beach. People died on the beach at Omaha. People died all over the world. For what? For freedom. Freedom against tyranny. That's what the president says we're doing right now. There's autocrats and there's democracy. They didn't die for democracy. They died for freedom. For the individual freedom. So their children could have a better tomorrow. Because if you can make your own choices and you have the guts to stand behind and take responsibility for those choices, the sky is the limit. What are we doing? Churches, wake up. Faithwins.us So I back program. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Gosh, that guy. Um, so I was listening to a podcast early this morning. Um, it was the Barry Weiss Honestly podcast with David Sachs. And if if you have any time uh, to listen at all, you should listen to that podcast today or the next few days. He explains the digital currency better than anybody else. He shows you what the world is going to be like. Um, and he is a he is a very solid uh, source. Now, when you look at that and you understand what is coming and what tech is building for us and what the Fed is building for us, the value of your dollar between that and the war and everything else that we've done to devalue the dollar, please call Goldline and see if gold or silver works for you. Now, they've just printed or minted something that that i designed with ben franklin on the front they have it in silver right now they'll have it in gold and copper soon in the next couple of weeks but get that they also have weekly specials designed just for you please call them right now 866 goldline don't wait 866 goldline or goldline.com the great reset available in bookstores everywhere or at glensnewbook.com Years ago, uh, I was on the radio and I said, who could argue with a mom? 
moms are going to make all the difference in the world and they are it is the moms and the dads that are in front of our school districts right now that are making all the difference um i want to introduce you to uh, tina discovit discovich she has been on with us uh before uh she is the co-founder of moms for liberty she's from florida um but you guys are having a big impact on school boards welcome Thank you. It is an honor to be here. We formed a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. and we are building an army of moms across this Good. country. It is remarkable the Good. growth that we've had. And you've been in this for a long time. I have. I have been in for a very long time. About 2008, I think it was, I was listening to your show, and you, you, it was one of those really serious moments where you were yeah. looking into the camera. And you said, get involved in your local community, get out there, get and build relationships so people learn to trust you and and get to know you so that when the time comes, and you said, because the time is coming, when no one is going to know where to find truth, and they're going to look around in their community to people that they trust and they've worked with and has served them, and and that time's going to come and you need to be that person. Wow, good for you. So, Well, that was a long time ago. That was like yeah. 2008. Uh, that same day, an email came out at my local school that the, they needed PTO president. And I thought, Glenn said I needed to get involved. I guess I could be the PTO president. Mm. Led to me running to school board a few years later, serving in my community in that capacity and on multiple boards, uh, which ultimately led to the building of Moms for Liberty. So it's not too late. Listen to me. <laughs> let, let me have a, a look into the camera. I speak directly into the <laughs> microphone to you. You must get involved. It is, we are, the thing that I learned from studying the 1930s, everyone said, this is bad, but it couldn't get any worse from here it will the only thing that will stop it is people recognizing that it can get worse and they've decided to stand up now it's only going to get harder to stand up but if we all stood up if every mom and dad stood up right now this would be over it would be over overnight What's happening is all it's taking is one brave person in each community to step up. And that, you know, and sometimes they say we're very alone. I feel like I'm the only person here. Yeah. We send them to a school board meeting and someone sees them speak up and then they have two. And then the two of them go next week and speak up and then they have three. And we have grown in that fashion with zero marketing budget over the last 14 months to 80,000 active moms in That's 34 amazing. states and 180 chapters. That's amazing. It's remarkable. It Imagine really if you had George Soros money. Oh, it's not George Soros money. <laughs> the The mainstream media attacks us endlessly saying we have Koch brothers money. I've never met the Koch brothers. I don't know who they are. I would mm. accept their money if they sent it yeah, our way, right. but we don't have that money. So um, you say, and I agree with you, we're at war right now. We are. Tell me about that. Oh, Glenn, there's so many horrible things happening in our public school system. Tiffany and I, the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, served on school boards, separate school boards from 2016 to 2020. And what we like to say is that we saw behind the education curtain. We saw all this stuff going on back there, even in Florida, the great free state of Florida, where unions aren't that strong, uh, but they still have a lot of power, a lot of power. Yeah. And so uh, we saw those things happening. And at the end of our terms in, um, in 2020, the whole country saw. We started to see the power the union had to keep schools closed, that they didn't have children's best interests in heart. And so um, since then, we've seen all kinds of things, CRT be rammed down. And what we're focused in on right now is the sexualization of our children. What is happening there is despicable. And it is, we're the final line of defense here. Because Mm -hmm. if you tear apart the family, what they're trying to do is drive a really big wedge between children and families. The government is inserting themselves right in there, taking away parental rights at every turn. 
our mission is to defend parental rights at all levels of government. And then that way we're going to save our country. Tell me about the story. There's this um, woman in California named Abigail and she had a daughter that had mental health issues, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me her story. It's really a heartbreaking story. Her daughter had mental health issues for a very long time and her mother was working very closely with her to work through a lot of these things. At school, she was introduced to the LGBTQ club and at some point she decided she wanted to be a male. Her mother uh, wasn't horribly hard on her about that, tried to work with her through some of these things. But at some point, the government decided that the mother was not supportive enough. And so they took her daughter away and they put her in a gender transition program. And they started her on the hormones and, and all of it. They let her mother see her once a week, supervised visitation. And here's, here's the part I want your listeners to understand. She was not allowed to speak about God to her child. That's a whole new level of where we're going in this country. That story, and that story ends very tragically, Glenn, because while that child was in the care of the state, she committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. Imagine being a mom. And this is not an isolated case. This is, this is happening. And people just, you know, I, I don't know who to trust uh, when it comes to teachers. But I will tell you this. My first, and tell me if this is wrong. My first test is, you a member of the union? Because <laughs> you don't have to be a member of the union. If you're a member of the union, then you are paying for this kind of stuff to happen. If it's not at your school, it's at somebody else's school. Teachers need to learn quickly that you know, the union says they need it for uh, insurance reasons and stuff no, of that they nature. Don't. They do not need the union. And they are putting money towards the, the destruction of the family if they are giving money to the union. All right. So so how do you join? What do you how can we help you? They can go to momsforliberty.org. There's many ways you can help, but mostly we need people. We need uh, we do so much work. Our chapters, our moms have stepped up. They're volunteers. Yeah. They've stepped up in their community. There is too much work for them to do. We are reviewing textbooks. We are reviewing curriculum. We are doing public records requests to see what trainings are going on for the leaders, the teachers, the principals. That is how we're going to find the critical race theory. That is how we're going to find all of the gender ideology that's being pushed into our schools. It's a lot of work. It takes thousands of hours and we need people. I couldn't believe what the left is saying. You know, don't say gay bill. That has nothing to do with what happened in Florida. Nothing. So you mentioned Abigail's story. We have two cases in Florida of moms in our chapters. Um, One spoke at Governor DeSantis's uh, press conference yesterday when he signed 1557, which the correct term is the parental rights and education bill. The fact that the media has run with the term don't say gay bill is despicable because it doesn't say that at all. Right. And they are complicit. They are complicit in that lie. January Little John that spoke, her daughter's 13 years old. January is a mental health counselor who has helped children with gender ideology. She is not somebody who doesn't understand these issues. Her daughter decided she wanted to be a boy. The school held closed door meetings where her daughter got to pick which name she wanted, which pronoun she was going to use, which bathroom she was going to use, where she was going to change, and where she was going to sleep on overnight field trips without even as much as a notification to parents. Oh my gosh. 
That is happening all over the country. We have multiple cases in Florida, the great free state of Florida. It's happening in every single state. And these policies, and they're not even policies because they're not going in front of the school board. Special interests are putting these plans in places, working through the superintendent and staff, the bureaucrats, not even the public. And they're putting these plans in place. And these plans clearly say, do not tell the parents. Not only do not tell the parents, but when you talk to the parents, use their birth name, their birth gender. So deceive the parents. So how do you find out if that's happening in your school? You do public records requests for, usually it's an LGBTQ support plan is what they're called in each district. Find it, read it, expose it to your neighbors so and your friends. So will they give it to you? If you ask for the LGBT, uh, what was it called? LGBTQ Q. support plan. Support plan. Will they give it to you or do you have to? By law, they're supposed to give it to you. It's yeah, a public right. records request. The other thing is, is our chapters, they're building relationships and they're building relationships with teachers. A lot of teachers are afraid to speak out, but they're bringing us stuff. They're like, here's the support plan on don't say you got it from me. Here's what we've been asked to teach. Don't say it came from me. And our moms are brave and are exposing it. I have, um, I have documents, you know, uh, you've been over here at Mercury One. And you've been seeing what David Barton and I have been building. Mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh, I have documents that uh, I'll see if I can find today to show you. The teacher's, uh, the teacher's workbooks to teach about race uh, and uh, ethnicity to be able to take the children out of class and to teach the children in Germany that um, it's okay that you don't see them anymore. When a, when a classmate just disappears, what the teacher has to say. It is, it's remarkable. Um, all of this stuff has been done before just for another reason. You know what I mean? Now, this is the wedge between the family. And it, and it is exactly the same thing that the teachers were saying. Look, we're just having a conversation here. Your parents, we're not sure about your parents. And when you get that wedge between the parents and somebody is discrediting that parent, uh, it, 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 it's almost uh, unstoppable. And when you look at more cases that we just won't get into here, just like the one in California, what's what's coming into play is that the family is faith based. So there's another story in Florida yes. of one. They, it was written in the documents. The attorney, you know, subpoenaed the documents from the school district. And it said, we're not telling the parents because they're Catholic, because they won't understand. So what do you say to people who say this is not happening? You know, I mean, we are in this place to where people just don't want to believe it. And so they'll shut their eyes and unless it is right in front of them. And then even then some people still deny it. But what do you say to those people that are saying, this is, this, this is just isolated cases. This isn't really that bad. Cause I think this is a, an absolute red. I won't send my kids to college. I am not paying for my kids to go to college. They want to go. You can earn the money. I am not paying someone to program you into a robot. But now it's in pre-K through 12 and you are paying through your tax money. I know. It's, 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 it's despicable. So what do you say to someone uh, that, that wants to put their head in the sand? Shortly after I lost my re-election on my school board in Brevard County, Florida, they came out with their gender uh, support plan. Mm -hmm. And I put it out online immediately. 
and I had great trust in my community through a lot of people. I'd worked for four years, did a, mm -hmm. a really, you know, I think a pretty good job. And people immediately were reaching out and saying, I need the link from the school district. There's no way this is happening in our county. There's mm -hmm. just no way. I mean, they didn't believe me. I had mm -hmm. to go find the actual thing and put it out there because people are shocked when you show them. I'm afraid they're going to get a little desensitized to some of this stuff and, and, and just keep moving. But it is, it's, it's unacceptable. It has to stop. We cannot allow school district states to intervene between parents and families. All right. If, if you want to get involved, go to momsforliberty.org. I cannot recommend this highly enough. Moms will make all the difference in the world. Dads will too. But when you're fighting as a dad or a mom, look at the difference between any other movement and what's been happening at the school boards. That's because it's dads, moms, and kids. We take dads. We have two chapters out of our 180 that are run by dads. We take aunts, uncles, grandparents, just concerned citizens. We need all hands on deck. We are laser focused right now on school boards and school districts. And our chapter meetings, they literally are, their job is to go over school board agendas. They, they are told you pull the school board agenda. And as a chapter, that is what you do. And we teach them about budgeting, school board budgeting and where they're hiding stuff. We teach them about consent agendas and how they hide things they just want to push through without discussing publicly. And they are finding things, but they have to to get involved with our chapters in the local level momsforliberty.org momsforliberty.org please go there now momsforliberty.org thanks tina thanks glenn you bet uh so just when you thought the pandemic had disappeared from the news cycle here's something new and kind of fun reported on by reuters on april 2nd t-mobile is planning to fire anyone who is not fully vaccinated what the these companies are out of control. This, this, um, that's, that's part of the Great Reset. The government doesn't have to do it. The giant corporations will go right along with it. What are we even talking about? Stop giving these people like T-Mobile your money. Change right now to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. They'll give you free activation right now if you use the offer code Beck. And I will tell you, you will save money. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else. Make the switch now. Send the message to places like T-Mobile. Do you hear me yet? Can you hear me now? Send them a message by pulling your money and making sure you're, you're doing business with people who respect you and have the same kind of values that you do and are supporting the, set, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and all the others. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Hey, some really good news. Yes, beyond the $5.6 trillion budget, uh, beyond the fact that our president, in defending himself and saying yesterday, no, I didn't say those things, he revealed two other things that he wasn't supposed to say. Um, besides all that, um, MasterCard has now joined forces with the United Nations to come up with a new credit card that measures your carbon footprint. 
And when you've hit your limit, it shuts off. Didn't we just talk about this the other day? Yeah, it's great. Totally isn't different it? company. Uh, no, this is the this is the same one. Oh, okay. it's the same one. They're now I going did, working with the I United Nations. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was Mastercard that was doing it. So it's nice. It's um, you know, you know it, what what's great about it is it it it's a proof of concept. Right. Right now, it's just optional. You can opt yeah. into this for whatever reason. Like, who would want to opt in? You're not allowed to spend your own money. After you hit a certain right. random point, they tell you, you you've hit. Uh, so you go into a store and you want to buy the Great Reset, which is available now, Barnes & Noble. Let's say you go barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. My ESG score would be affected by something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it, it generates a message like incorrect purchase, authorization, not allowed. Wouldn't that be great? Or if you would have bought no. the New York Post and it said transaction disallowed, inappropriate material. Because, you know... No. The New York Post is saying stuff about Hunter Biden. Cards, card not authorized for transactions at Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby. Would that be great? That's coming. It's almost like a gang. programmable money of sorts. <laughs> it's like, you know? Whoa! Right? Like it could, is. Okay. I wonder if there's an executive order about developing that in the next six months. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Tommy John. It's uh, finally getting warmer, and you know what that means. It's... I can wear my underpants on the outside? No, that's not what it means. Oh. Uh, not You can wear underwear, though. That's a good idea. Not just any comfortable underwear. Uh, what you want is Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. When you're wearing Tommy John's underwear, you're going to be incredibly comfortable. I like sitting in a hammock. That's that's good. Uh, they've got dozens of comfort innovations uh, because once you've had Tommy John, uh, you're never going to want to go back to the You're wearing pair. yours now, right? I am wearing a yeah, pair of you Tommy just, right You should show yes. everybody. I, you, I'm not going to do that for you. Huh. No, I know. You keep asking that off air. It's no, a little I, disturbing. I just, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the legs never riot up. Uh, Tommy John's underwear comes with non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. Tommy John mm. has sold 17 million pairs and more, uh, so they don't have customers. They have fanatics. Uh, by the way, if you uh, do returns, your exchanges are free with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee uh it's time to get tommy john's get 20 percent off your first order right now at tommyjohns.com slash beck tommyjohns.com slash beck it's tommyjohns.com slash beck see tight site for details can i ask you yes even with fatty fatsos like me the band won't roll that's the guarantee really yeah. i love that Well, it's Tuesday. Try to spread some good news on Tuesday, and here it is. Russia's military says they're going to reduce the activity and the bombing of a couple of crucial cities. One of them is Kiev, or Kiev, which is good news, right? I mean, we can take that as positive news. Sure, yeah. All right. 
Um, also, last hour, if you missed it, grab the podcast. We, uh, we talked about faithwins.us, helping people stand up in their churches and helping these spineless pastors find their spine and stand up. Faithwins.us and momsforliberty.org, encouraging parents and showing them how and training them to stand up and find out what's really going on, what's being taught in your own schools, momsforliberty.org. Now, let's talk about how the family can stand up. The one, the only, Shannon Bream, joins us in 60 seconds. Okay, so there's nothing better than, you know, uh, having, you know, money where you're just kind of counting the dollars and looking like, how many gallons can I actually put into my tank now that it's $43 a gallon? Um, there's nothing better than when you finally fill it up and you're on the road and then the check engine light goes on. You're like, this is perfect. I love this. There's never been a better time for my car to go out, right? Uh, that happens when you don't have a warranty, usually. Plans with CarShield that will cover all of those things, cover coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement at no extra cost. They have helped literally millions of drivers, and that's why they're number one uh, car protection company in America. Do yourself a favor. Get coverage today. Now, here's the thing. If you cover today, you're going to lock in your price, and it will not go up. And I mean ever. I mean, think about when hyperinflation comes. You're going to be laughing all the way to the bank with your wheelbarrow. With your wheelbarrow. <laughs> it will stop you from getting any kind of price increase. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck or call 800 391 8888. 800 391 8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. may apply. Shannon, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Glenn. You bet. How are things? They're good. I mean, I think if you, you have to pull out and take the eternal perspective and it gives you the chance <laughs> to say things are good. Otherwise, the world's a pretty tricky place right, right. now. Right. I mean, I was just saying to Stu, I said, you were so happy and so full of sunshine, yet you're the, you're the, the uh, top legal analyst for Fox. <laughs> and just looking at what's happening to our laws here in America, I mean, I, I asked Stu, is it that is it Jesus that stops her from hanging herself every day? I mean, it's absolutely good. it is, absolutely. isn't it? There's no question about right. that. If you have an eternal perspective, it does truly make a difference. I feel sorry for people who don't have that uh, because I don't know how I you'd agree. make it. I agree. When you look around at the world as uh, devastating as the images are out of Ukraine, and there's something like that going on around the world. We know all of the time, 365 days a year. If you didn't have a place to make sense of it and say, thank God, I'm not in charge. And there is uh, a, a much higher being who uh, we know good will triumph over evil. Yeah. Eventually, um, you got to find hope in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, your book, you have a new book that comes out today. The Mothers and Daughters of the Bible Speak. Um, and I, I want to start here. Elon Musk just came out with his three things that are going to destroy us all. And shockingly, global warming is not at the top of his list. Um, which I thought was his big thing. His number one uh, threat to humanity is the collapse of civilization because we're not having children. Mm. And I, I, yeah. I talk to people, especially young people all the time that are saying, 
I can't bring a child into this world. I can't. Are you kidding me? That's what's going to renew us. That's what's going to save us or our children. Yeah, and you think about that has been a question over time, as long as it has existed. I mean, the first mother and daughter I talk about in the new book, Jochebed and Miriam, I mean, the mother and the sister of Moses. And you have to sometimes, if you're familiar with the story, you got to remind yourself that these women were Hebrew slaves. I mean, they were oppressed. They had no choice uh, about their lives or anything else they did. Pharaoh was oppressing them night and day. And yet, in the middle of that, the Hebrew people were having families. They were continuing on with that hopeful idea, uh, which scared Pharaoh so much because the Hebrews were multiplying. God was blessing them, and they grew in number that really scared Pharaoh. But look, that their strategy worked. I mean, they continued to believe in the hope of family and of children. And ultimately, you know, through all of the things that happened with Moses and God's divine intervention, led them out of that oppression. I mean, I got to tell you, it is truly faith when you... <laughs> When you put your baby in basically a picnic basket and put it in a river full of crocodiles, thinking that's a better thing. I trust God more than I trust everything else that could happen. <laughs> exactly. And I love the picture of the fact that all of the male babies that were born to the Hebrew women at that time were to be thrown in the Nile, just left to drown and be killed there. And it was ultimately the Nile where Jochebed made that little picnic basket and put Moses in that very same river and where he was redeemed and found life when Pharaoh's daughter heard him crying and had mercy on him and said, I want to raise him. And luckily, little Miriam, his sister, was sitting there and jumped out of the bushes and said, oh, by the way, if you need a Hebrew woman to nurse him, I know just a person. So, I mean, God is always working through circumstances, even in the darkest of times. I truly believe that. Do you think that there are things that are happening now that um, God's people should be resisting? I always do, because, listen, there's chaos. There is destruction of innocent lives. Um, you know, I, I'm disgusted by Putin quoting Bible verses as if that can somehow justify his murderous rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we have to call out truth and, and, and know that God is never behind chaos and destruction and the destruction of innocence, especially. And I think there are places all through our world that we can look and see that and um, where we have to remember what he is about, which is light and truth and redemption and turning away from evil. And I think we can confront that in big and small ways every day. Uh, Shannon, one of the stories I love is the Esther story, um, mm -hmm. because it seems like throughout, like when you learn lessons like this from biblical history, it seems like when there's someone who's beautiful and glamorous, they are sort of the villains in these stories. Esther's the story kind of of like area hottie saves the world. Like that's kind of. <laughs> well, that was the New York Post that's headline. That's the New York Post headline. Yeah. Area day, so. hottie yeah, saves, saves the world. world. <laughs> yeah. I would go as far as to say as regional hottie. Regional yeah, hottie. Regional yeah. hottie yeah. This, was, this was all of Persia. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if we can't find some excitement and inspiration in her story, it's perfect for that because you know, she had to actually hide who she was through this whole process of becoming the new queen of Persia. But God had given her such favor, and she was in that place at the moment where the Jewish people were going to be wiped out. And she finds out about this plot through Mordecai, her faithful relative who had adopted her when she was an orphan, and she's sort of hesitant. You know, he says, you got to go to the king, but to do so could actually, you could be killed on the spot. But he says to her, you know, don't think if you don't operate here that God won't find a way to do this. But that phrase, for such a time as this, you've been brought to this place. And she had to find courage. I mean, not everybody in the Bible is courageous on, you know, day one. 
Um, they're flawed people. Uh, they're like us. I mean, we often hesitate when God confronts us with something He's asking us to do. But Esther asked everybody to fast, and to she would do the same. And she went to the king and ultimately saved all of the Jews scattered throughout Persia. So we have to think about great and small, the places that we are placed every single day for whatever season in our lives, in our homes, our workplaces, our churches, wherever we are, um, to step up in that moment that God asks of us. Yeah, it seems like there's a real connection to to daily life for everybody in that story, too. And that one of the things she was worried about was, you know, she lived a glamorous life, right? She mm-hmm. had all the wealth. She had all the riches. She had the position, uh, uh, you know, of influence. And she had to risk that, not to mention her life, to do the right mm-hmm. thing. And how often, are, you know, now we're challenged in those ways seemingly all the time. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about every tweet, everything that you say, every position that you take. And, yeah. and I hate that things are so divisive and that we're all so tribal. Um, but people do really have to count the cost. And I think uh, for a lot of people, I mean, I even think about, um, you know, if you want to call people out with the NBA and some of the players with regard to China and knowing the ridiculous, horrific oppression that's happening there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these folks are willing to call out oppression in other communities and other places, which we all should rightfully be doing. Um, but to turn a blind eye on what is happening there is absolutely devastating. And I think people are counting the cost in the wrong direction in cases like that. I think, it'd be, I, I think of the Esther story all the time uh, when, when you think about the number of people that could stand up but are afraid. And a lot of times it's because they don't truly have faith in God. It's tough and scary when you do have faith in God. But mm-hmm. when, you are, when, when you feel as though I can make a difference here, and you understand you were put there at this time for a reason— Mm-hmm. Um, and you really believe that God is active in the affairs of man, no matter what happens, it is going to put you right where you're supposed to be for his purposes. And we have to stop thinking about our purposes now because we've screwed it up. Everything's screwed up. We have to start thinking of his purpose. What do you want me to do? And I think there are, I think, and I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I have talked yeah, to I mean, so many. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say. I think it requires us to be really humble because does. all of us do uh, script out our lives and things that we want to do, a home we want to buy, or vacation we want to take, or you know, a retirement plan or, or or something. I mean, and those aren't bad things. But ultimately, I constantly have to pull myself back to this reset. Like it's not about me. It really is about those good works that Scripture tells us have been appointed for us before we yeah. ever got here. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything that we—the world is so tempting, and I'm preaching to myself. I mean, social media and the accolades of men, I mean, those are all so tempting and draw us away and distract us. But at the end of the day, when we can reset and say, all right, why did God put me on this earth? What is He asking of me right now? Am I going to be humble enough uh, to say, okay, I give up what I want to do what you want, but eternally, that's the only thing that matters. And and along the way, I mean, I really—the people that I've been hanging out with— I am shocked at the number of people whose story comes to me either firsthand or secondhand of people that are having dreams and promptings and being told to stand in certain places or do something that they may not even understand. And they're doing it. Um, That takes an enormous amount of faith Mm -hmm. just to to listen. I think the Lord is communicating unlike he ever has to people in my lifetime 
Have you felt that at all? Yeah, I, I think that is so true. And, you know, you, you think through um, things that don't make sense. I, I think about one of the women I wrote in the first book about Deborah when, you know, they were up against the Canaanites. So, th- listen, their lives were terrible. The Israelites were being completely oppressed. Their roadways were so dangerous they couldn't even use them. They had to, like, go through hills and valleys to get where they were going. And God tells Deborah, like, hey, it's time for you to go up against the Canaanites and wipe them out. None, none of that. They had none of the weapons, none of the horses, none of the chariots. And, um, you know, she goes to her military leader and says, hey, this is what God's asking us to do. And he freaks out, like, no way, I'm not going to do that unless you come with me. And she ends up leading them into this battle that made no sense on paper, Mm -hmm. um, and they end up routing them. And I think we're asked a lot of times to do things that don't make sense, even sometimes if you're, I don't know if you have experiences like this, but I'm at the grocery store and I see, like, God's telling me, like, hey, that person could use an encouraging word. You need to go say hi to them by the produce. And I'm like, oh, I feel super weird. I don't want to do that. But anytime I've walked away from that and not done it, I've felt um, uh-huh. regret later. I and mean, you, there's purpose in it. And the voice gets stronger the more times you obey it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, me ask, clarity. let me ask you this. With all the transgenderism and everything else, we have already erased moms. You know, moms are not important. That's not an important job. We've done so much damage to moms. I feel like, and I have several women uh, on my team that are are beating this drum every day women now are being erased do you, is there anything in the bible that any stories that speak to this kind of movement in our culture well you know i think about the fact that listen if you are a person of faith if you're a christian and you believe that god created all of us in his image he created men and women he set up society he ordered our days and animals who would be here our seasons all of that kind of stuff if you believe that then you believe that he has a perfect plan for all of us and that we're all created in his image and at a time that women were not um, highly favored in society, all through the Bible, Old and New Testament, God is elevating women, their bravery, their courage, their difficult decisions. And think about it in the New Testament. I mean, Jesus broke every rule. They studied with him. You weren't really supposed to sit around and study with a revered rabbi like Jesus was, or even if you just believed he was a good teacher. Um, that was not what women did. They were part of his inner circle. Mm-hmm. And he went to the outcasts, women caught in adultery, the Samaritan woman. Um, and he said to them, like, I'm here to redeem you. I'm not here to condemn you. Yes, turn from your life of sin. Um, but I see amazing value in you. I love you for who you are. And I think the fact that he was constantly elevating and going to and praising and redeeming women at a time when they were not elevated yeah. in society tells us a lot about how he views us. I don't know if you've watched or are watching now um, uh, The Chosen but I'm struck every time the way in that, how it portrays women as being right next to uh, right next to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon Bream, the new book is The Mothers and Daughters of the Bible Speak, Lessons on Faith from Nine Biblical Families. It is available today. Shannon Bream is its author and our guest, The Mother and Daughters of the Bible Speak. Shannon, as always, God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. <laughs> American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, look, if you have a large expense or you want to do home improvement or whatever at your house, um, it might be worth looking into the mortgage rate now because they are very competitive still and home values are still on the rise, which may mean you can you can go and and do things like home improvements or 
even better, you can take all of those high interest credit cards and pay them all off. It'll take a little bit of time and a huge chunk out of your worry day to day. Call American uh, American Financing dot net American financing.net they're america's home for home loans and their custom loans can help you achieve your goals faster so if you're improving your home paying for college or getting rid of debt faster call them for a free mortgage review right now and you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days it's american financing at 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net 10 seconds station id So did you see the uh, did you see the social uh, uh, media explosion about the transgender woman, a biological male who doesn't have a uterus, doesn't have all the things, but said he was having his first menstrual cycle? It's a it's a big moment in every every woman's life. It Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, I'm a trans woman who is experiencing her first period cramps. What the F? I've literally never felt pain like this. Why do we let people live like this? Amazingly, you're not feeling pain like this now either. Yeah, you're <laughs> not. You're, you're going to be amazed to hear. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it might be irritable bowel syndrome. Right. It might be, Maybe I don't you know. you went to Taco Bell yesterday. You don't know what it, it could be a lot of things. Could be something. I mean, you might want to check with an oncologist, but I wouldn't check with a gynecologist because you had none of those parts. No. Okay. No. So they won't. Uh, yeah, they won't be able to help you. But don't worry. Uh, hopefully the people who said things like that online will be banned so he can die a, a quiet, peaceful death worrying about his menstrual cycle and never hearing the C word. Hmm. Cancer. You uh, you mentioned Barry Weiss earlier in the program. Yes. Uh, and she did a report, I think it was last year, about a, a, uh, a woman, mm-hmm. or a, well, a man, man, who goes into the hospital mm-hmm. and says, eh, a little overweight, eh, you know, maybe not in such great shape, comes in, says, I'm having all sorts of problems here, all, all sorts of pain. Mm-hmm. They bring him in, they look him over, can't figure it out, do all sorts of tests, what's going on, uh, and uh, realize later, actually a woman and is pregnant. That's why they were having the pain. They were about to give birth because it's pregnant. It wasn't a man at all. It was a woman. And so they... The, Did the, they remove that tumor? Because it couldn't have been a baby. No, of course not. Well, unfortunately, the baby literally died. Oh, my god! They gosh. lost the baby over this. And, and what's fascinating to me about this, Glenn, is, is you could easily say, okay, wait a minute. It was a trans person... Uh, who was saying they were a man their documents said they were a man so the the doctors See, didn't that's know the problem yeah how to treat the person yeah. they didn't know what to look for however like part of me thinks like we've seen a lot of people trying to pull this little one off and mm-hmm. very infrequently can we not tell right right you look you can tell yeah my guess is some of those medical professionals knew and but and, we're afraid yep. to say this is a woman. Of course. We should look and see if she's pregnant. I think that if you want to make this gender nonsense argument, gender, that has nothing. That's the way you feel. Okay. Then put that on our driver's license. Sex, male, gender, female. <laughs> right. Okay. Because when you when it counts, like going into a doctor, when it counts, 
you need to know the real truth yeah not your truth yeah we, we just got a new puppy it's a it's a girl how do you know? know it's a girl because we looked and you gotta look you, you gotta know for? these things i know it's crazy now we it, it's very possible our new puppy feels like a boy puppy it makes no difference to me that it does i don't care about that i do need to know so i could tell the vet the vet can look the vet can treat the dog if it has a particular problem that's specific to female dogs right that's important i don't care what the dog feels like wow i know what a hater the glenn transferred right off meat to the animal <laughs> kingdom it is Hey, Chief Investment Officer of the Bleakley Advisory Group. Doesn't that sound like something I should do? The Bleakley <laughs> Advisory. Uh, says a recession within six months. He manages about $8 billion. There's David Rosenberg, current chief economist at Rosenberg Research. He says a ah, recession is currently coming as early as uh, summer. And then, of course, Larry Summers told Fox Business that stagflation and a major uh, recession is coming. There are others that say it might be more than a recession. No, really? May I recommend that uh, you stop listening to all these people that told you, oh, this, this inflation is just temporary. It'll be over by uh, January 22. It'll be, we're going to blast through this. Stop listening to those people. Goldline, call them right now. See if gold or silver is right for you. You will regret not calling and shoring up your investment, shoring up your dollars. It, gold is a hedge against inflation and a hedge against insanity. Please call them gold or silver. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. The promo code is Glenn. If you listen to this program, you might know that I'm an expert at nothing, but kind of have enough general knowledge to get me into trouble on everything, with the exception of sports. That is a no-knowledge zone. Uh, but even I, once in a while, a story will break through, and I will see, wait a minute, hang on. You have to have a, minor, uh, a minority offensive coach. You have to hire one now. That, that you have, they have to be, including women. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how long before football has to hire people like me. You need a really uncoordinated dork that can barely run, <laughs> cannot throw, uh, and uh, trips over his own feet about every three yards. You need at least one of those people on your team. Jason Whitlock is here. He's the host of Blaze TV's Fearless. Hello, Jason. How are you, Glenn? Good. How far are we away from me being on a team? Uh, we got a little ways to go. Uh, <laughs> you don't fit the profile. Oh, uh, I, this rule is crazy, man, because I would, I'm pretty confident there is already a black assistant coach on the offensive side of the football team on every staff in the NFL and on pretty much every division one football staff in college football. I, I, this rule is a bit of a publicity stunt, 
but it's also really intended to empower women and give the, make the NFL have to start interviewing women for jobs. Do you and, think that the the Redskins, I refuse to call them any other name, the Redskins that seem to have kind of a, a rebellious uh, bend to them, do you think they could just hire hookers or strippers? <laughs> it's, it's comical that you mentioned that because I was like, well, some, the old, the younger me years ago, if I was an NFL head coach, mm. I literally said to someone, I'd say, I would just go to the, whatever the best strip club is in my town <laughs> and hire some woman there to be an offensive assistant, right. uh, executive in charge of, you know, the head coach's needs or whatever. Well, okay, that's that a problem, that. but. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. So, so this doesn't make a difference. So I've even misunderstood this story. I couldn't even get no, this you, one. You right. haven't misunderstood it in terms of, look, the NFL is just going further and further woke and they're trying to make, they want to run the NFL the way college campuses are run. And so Basically, <laughs> hold on just a second. Start. I just want to get my arms around that one. Hang on just a second. Because yeah. I don't think that's ever been said by any business ever. We want to run our business more like a college campus. <laughs> okay. No question. And, mm -hmm. and college campuses, generally speaking, have just as many, if not more, administrators as they do professors. Oh, that's good. And so what they're talking about is hiring administrators, people that can't coach football. Really, and I'm not saying that to be sexist, but coaching football is not a, it's not really in most women's skill set. They haven't played the game. And so, but they're going to set up all these administrator jobs for women and, and say, look how inclusive and diverse we are, and look at all the progress we're making. Uh, we have female coaches. And, and, and then they're also going to, you know, LGBT coaches of color that perhaps are not getting their jobs based on merit uh, will have some type of special title and role on the team. It's just mugging up the system with a lot of mid-level management people that have no real skill. Jason, it was it was my impression that we were striving for a time in which we would not make decisions based on skin color. We seem to be reversing that trend for whatever reason. Uh, but in the NFL, they're even going to the point where they are changing the competitive balance of the league, where certain executives uh, of color get hired away and they're giving draft picks as compensation, free draft picks to teams. I mean, this is you're disturbing the core product here. Yeah, you're, it's not a meritocracy anymore. And it's it's just look at the example. The Miami Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel as their head coach. His dad is black. But if you listen to what Mike McDaniel has said about himself, is he's certainly proud of his black father, not ashamed of his black heritage. But Mike McDaniel looks white and has basically lived his life as a white person, the same as Barack Obama, who's half white but looks black, has lived his life as a black person. Mike McDaniel has that, that right there's no shame about him being half black. There's no shame about his father. But the San Francisco 49ers 
got draft picks because he was on their staff, and now the Dolphins have hired him. But, but you know, Mike McDaniel's experience as a black person isn't what the majority of black people's experience has been. He, he looks and appears to be completely white. And, and so it's a foolish, foolish game that only could be come up with on a college campus where they live in theory. They don't live in reality. And so these theories that they have applied on campuses are now being forced on corporate America. And the NFL has swallowed it whole because, again, the people making the decisions and pushing this agenda are just creating additional jobs for themselves within the NFL. The NFL will have a diversity, inclusion, and equity chief uh, and someone to oversee all of this managing of racial quotas that they're going. And, and those will be black people or women or LGBTQ. And it, it's no different than the – all of this stuff has happened within corporate America. If you go look at the profile of most people running human resources department. They're minorities and or LGBTQ, and and they're the gatekeepers for who gets jobs in corporate America. Unbelievable. And and the NFL is is going to start setting up its gatekeepers to decide who gets jobs in the NFL, and it'll be someone LGBTQ or minority. If I'm now, I don't know much about sports, but if I'm not mistaken, I've only seen somebody hire somebody completely incompetent in sports and have it worked out. And that is Ted Lasso. I think that's the <laughs> only time that that has happened. I'll give you another example right there at home, Glenn. Uh, and Barry Switzer was a heck of a college coach. He had no business coaching the Dallas Cowboys. He won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson's Dallas Cowboys when Jerry Jones ran, it, ran him out. So you can get away with it for a short time if there's enough talent so surrounding you. Are we the only country doing this to our sports teams? Uh, I can't answer that question. I, 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 I can't answer it, and, I, and to some degree, I don't care, uh, because all I care about is America. Uh, well, I know, but, but I mean, you know, if, you know, we've always led the world because we were a meritocracy. Yeah. Uh, and i just like to see if we have spread this disease everywhere. Uh, I mean, because the, the, the Western culture is so affected by America. And if we're spreading this disease, I, I mean, I feel and I've never said this before. I feel sorry for soccer fans and I'd like to apologize to them. Yeah, I, I would tend to think we're spreading the disease because the disease is really coming. It's from coming from a, a lab in at Harvard and Yale and Stanford. And, you know, it's we, we had a lab leak and it's spreading all over the country, this, <laughs> this diversity, inclusion and equity. You know, I love to call it DIE, D-I-E. They call it D-E-I intentionally, but it's, they're, they're, they're just out trying to kill the American spirit, the American way of life, uh, all under the pretense of, you know, empowering uh you know, these oppressed minorities. And and it's offensive to me as a black man and as someone who grew up in, I went to college on a football scholarship. I wouldn't be college educated about football. There's been no challenge placed in front of black men 
that we haven't been able to overcome and scale those heights if if just the playing field were level. They're not trying to level the playing field anymore. They're trying to tilt the playing field, and it's offensive to me. I don't need crutches. I, I, I really don't. Uh, my dad and mom were my crutches, and they pushed me forward. And and all of, all of virtually all of my friends that I went to college with, black guys, their parents were their crutches. And I'm looking at these guys and where they're at in their mid-50s, and the American system worked for them. It, it did not oppress them. It worked for them. Has everything been perfect? No. But my friends own businesses, have high-level jobs, uh, have successful marriages, raising great kids. And, and, again, most of us did not come from much. My, you know, my dad didn't graduate high school. My mother was a factory worker. That's kind of the profile of most of my friends' parents. And we've all done really well. And, and these guys that all have kids and family, they're pushing their generation of kids further along than they were. I have to tell you, um, I just, you know, you made me think of something that I haven't even thought of. And you said D-I-E for diversity, uh, inclusion, uh, and equity instead of D-E-I. And you said, you know, they spell it that way for obvious reasons. And I thought, yeah, the die thing. And, but when the way you said it, it made me think, wait a minute, that's Dei. That's Latin. That's Latin for God. That is, that is where, I mean, if you look at, if you look it up, it's, um, you know, uh, D-E-I or D-E-U-S, but Dei is, is God. And, uh, I don't think that necessarily is uh, a coincidence. I, I'm not saying that they did that for a reason, you know, for that reason, but I just think there are little signs everywhere that show that this, these people think they're God. They just think they're God and they are worshiping Baal, the God of the Old Testament, and it is uh, not the right God to be following. I'll say this. If they don't think they're God, they think they're smarter than God. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. that's just as problematic. True. Jason Whitlock, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Thank yep. you, Glenn. If you've not uh, watched Jason, you need to, you need to watch his, uh, his program. You'll find it uh, here on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save on your subscription. We really appreciate um, your subscription to Blaze. It means the world to us, and it may be, the, in the end, the thing that keeps our bacon out of the fire and allows us to go on. Um, we couldn't do the things without our subscribers, so thank you. If you haven't already, we, th- we feel that you get a really a much greater benefit than what you pay. Um, but uh, join us now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Daniel wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He said, I had a knee so messed up that basically I felt like it was bone on bone. Oof. I had to take injections all the time to deal with the pain. Then I started taking Relief Factor. Been using it for quite a while now. Guess what? No more injections. Haven't had to take them for seven months now. Thank you so much for the relief. Listen, if you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it attacks um, inflammation in our body, which is a major source of pain, in four different ways. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack, and it is a trial pack. Try it. 
for three weeks. Take it as directed, morning, lunch, and dinner, uh, and see if it makes a difference in three weeks. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more after the three-week quick start because you do see relief. Some people see it right away. I took it, and I stopped taking it after three weeks thinking, you know, it didn't do anything, and it did. It hadn't fully kicked in yet on me, but as the minute I stopped, I noticed I stopped. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Works for about 70% of the people who try it. Just give it a shot. 1-800, the number four, relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. The Glenn Back Program. Hey, this is so great. Man, I wish I lived in Washington State, you know, with you, because it, oh, wow, are you guys in uh, great. Uh, Transportation, the state's largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. No way to talk about climate change without talking about transportation. And so they've passed legislation uh, to only allow the sale of electric cars beginning in 2030. And uh, it's called Move Ahead, Washington, Mm. a package that includes major shifts to move the state's transportation system to a cleaner, more efficient system. Uh, And uh, one of their one of their things is you will not be able to buy a new vehicle or register one in the state unless it's electric by 2030. Right. Because the way it's worded, it sounds like they're not going to allow you to buy electric cars until 2030. But it's. Only electric cars will be available for purchase come 2030. Right. Now, states do this a lot of times. And you can't register register a car in the state, right? If you're moving in with a car? Until after 2030. After 2030. If it's gasoline, you can't go. That is great. That is amazing. You know what I really like is uh, Washington uh, really hates nuclear power, too. If they could shut down their nuclear power, their coal plants... And just mm-hmm. in Seattle, just for the Seattle area, go all solar. There you go. It would be, it would be man, great. you'd be able to charge those. Better. You know, no, seriously, solar in Washington state, you'll have tens of minutes of electricity. Per year. Yeah. Not not I per mean, day. Let's not be crazy. No. We're going to have to reduce our lifestyle a little bit. A little bit. bit. Just be a little more like Europe and then go right. below Europe. And but then- like parts of june you should be able to go anywhere in your car yeah for a while you'll be it'll be just like europe you know about 1580 yeah uh you will just like it it. Mm -hmm. hey Mm -hmm. but none of those greenhouse gases of course the other half of the world will be just puffing them out like they're a smokestack doesn't count but it doesn't count washington (laughs) good job this is the glenn back program